This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at Sucklebusters.com. Like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit TheTexasBBQForum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah. Rub that meat. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday if you want to jump in tonight. I am more than happy to have you with a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Greetings to Angela Iverson, who has made it in as well in the chat room. If you didn't get the newsletter, let me get you up to speed on what is happening this evening. It is a more or less competition-heavy show tonight, so if you're not into the competition stuff... After the first segment, that might be it for you. You might want to call it a day, get the replay on the 
iTunes or so forth. But sit back, relax if you are into it, or if you just like to listen to me talk to people about barbecue and grilling. You've found the right place. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, a regular monthly guest contributor, a Hall of Famer in the barbecue world, a multiple-time author and friend of the show, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, is in. Then we will continue what has been an ongoing conversation with one of the hottest pitmasters out there in 2015, actually carrying over from 2014, punching his ticket to the Jack Daniels after his win this past weekend. Pitmaster of Hot Wachula's Matt Barber joins the show again. Then we'll move into the second hour where we will find a, uh, to me, longtime friend of the show. We've had him on a small handful of times. He did get a big win out this past weekend at the Big Creek Barbecue that benefited Operation Barbecue Relief. The pitmaster of Pigskin Barbecue, Scott Nelson, joins us at 1014. And then to keep with the Sam's streak, which I believe we have had since all of the Local events have been going on. This one took place in Renton, Washington. We will be joined by... Oh, I just lost my... My whole thing just crashed out here. What the hell just happened? Never mind. I'm sorry. We will be joined by Pitmaster of Moving the Chains Barbecue Team. They won the local qualifier in Renton, Washington. Jesse Henry will be joining me in the bullpen slot this evening. So there you go. Jesse Henry, Scott Nelson, Ray Lampy, and Matt Barber for your interview lineup schedule tonight. Again, if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at com. As I normally ask you to do at right about this time each and every show, if you have... Some type of social media giddy-up, get on it. Or do the old-school mass email, blind copy everybody that you have in your particular address book right now and send them to a couple different links. The audio-only files can be found live on my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. You can also send them to the longtime video syndication partner of this show, outdoorcookingchannel.com. And, of course, if you have a lot of the Internet Protocol television platforms like Roku, for instance, you go to that particular app store, look for Outdoor Cooking Channel in the app store, download it, and now you have Outdoor Cooking Channel. On your Roku, you do have the live feed option. That is the first option that you have once you load up that particular application in Roku, and you can watch a live stream all day long. You can also get a lot of archives on that particular channel as well. Don't forget, you can subscribe to iTunes replays for this show. That's the way most people get it. Uh, YouTube for me, Outdoor Cooking Channel for me, all that stuff. So, you know, the main website, of course, the main is the is the clearinghouse for audio video files and replays of the show. So uh, that's where you want to go. If you could do me a favor, and maybe a lot of you folks don't really pay particular attention but i'm asking at least a handful of you uh, don g of course longtime listener of this show and uh, maybe some of the others listen with a keen ear tonight because i have made a few small changes to my audio card and my mixer and i have noticed and maybe you haven't noticed anybody that 
there's particular points in the show where, through no doing of mine, the audio dips a little bit, and then it peaks back up, and it'll stay there, and then it'll dip back down, and stay there for a little while. So I'm trying to, you know, basically eliminate the peak, and there's really not too many moving parts that I have here. A mixer, I have a and uh, digital audio in out type situation that plugs into the back of the tower that generates the signal and really that's kind of it i do have a compressor limiter gate which i think has no bearing whatsoever on how the whole thing deals so my thought initially was that the roland dual band audio in out interface is somehow becoming a little crappy which is disappointing because there's really not too many working parts. It's just going to sit there and take one feed in and take one feed out to the back of the computer in the form of USB. But I've taken that portion out. I've gone direct USB from the mixer into the back of the tower, and we'll see if that corrects the problem. So if you ever, and I apologize if I miss it, if you're posting it in the chat room because I try not to get caught up in all of that all the time. I do peruse. So if you hear a dip... Please, A, let it go for a second. Make sure it's not something on your end. And then let me know. Uh, quickest way for me to know if I don't catch it in the instant chat is either email me at some point. Uh, I catch it during a break or do the private message thing. That pops up on my screen outside of the traditional instant chat. So do that favor for me as we get through the course of the next two hours. I'll be forever indebted to the centralites that are keeping an ear out for the quality of the show. I wanted to spend the last couple minutes here during the open to express my thanks. You know, I noticed especially from the end of the show Tuesday until the 3rd of April that a lot of people took the time to send some semblance of a letter to bbq at americanroyal.com to kind of finish out strong the potential of me getting on the nomination or, or to be considered for nomination of the 2015 Barbecue Hall of Fame in the celebrity slash humanitarian category. And I had made a very large, unabashed, adulter- unadulterated plea here on the show, I've even did bumper promotions for it, also on Facebook, also on the Twitter, and things of this nature to really try and make a push. And more, not to make a push, but to make a point. And I might actually bring it up with Hall of Famer, current Hall of Famer, Ray Lampy, when he comes on here in a couple minutes. But I wanted to make the point that, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do and ask the general public about. Opinions, trends, fads, what have you, religious politics stuff, all that could be argued until one is blue in the face, potential friendships ended and marriages drawn up in fire. I mean, who knows what's going on over there. But halls of fame, again, in my opinion, are ones that should never be soliciting nominations for that particular industry that the Hall of Fame covers. If you don't have enough people in a stable over the next 5 and 10 and 15 years, and what it basically should break down to is this in my estimation. If five people are nominated, 
or if you have 20 people that you say at some point all these people are going to make it and where the argument should come isn't that those 20 people should make it into the Hall of Fame. That should be a foregone conclusion. The argument should take place like it does in every other sport. When they get in, well, that person should have waited another two years, or this person should be first ballot Hall of Famer and set up criteria to get voted in like we do with the sports. I mean, we people will say that competition barbecue is a sport. I am absolutely a firm believer that it is a sport. A lot of people will contend that it is not. Uh, but golf is a sport, and bowling is a sport, and archery is a sport. Uh, that's a skill. That's not a sport. There is absolutely zero physical shape that you need to be in to be a really good golfer or archer or bowler. It's been proven time and time again. That's that's what I'm looking to quell with this run for Barbecue Hall of Fame. This. Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Folks, are you interested in taking barbecue or smoked foods to the next level? Have you thought about starting a catering business, opening a food truck or a restaurant? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, let Cook Shack help you be successful. Register for Cook Shack's Fast Eddie Restaurant and Catering class to be held this July. The class is held at the Country Club in Ponk City, Oklahoma. It uses their commercial kitchen. You'll see how to cook on a Cook Shack, Charbroiler, an FEC 500. A 120, an SM160, all smokers used during the class will be available for purchase at a special rate for participants at that class. The class has a classroom portion and a hands-on portion. If you want to handle meat, rubs, and knives, this is the class for you. Each student will learn how to select proper meat cuts and trim the brisket, pork butt, ribs, and brisket. Other topics to be discussed include menu ideas, cook and hold techniques, food safety, brining, profitability, and yields. It also includes setup for a dinner service and then working the service line for the patrons of the country club. The instructors are legendary Fast Eddie Marin, barbecue pitmaster TV show finalist Dave Bosco of Butcher Barbecue Competition Team, and Cook Shack CEO and President Stuart Powell. Each student will receive a binder with class materials and other supplies and goodies to take home. It also includes three nights hotel, meals, a tour of the Cook Shack manufacturing facility, the class dates are July 13th and 14th. Class sizes limited to 25 students, so sign up today, and they are going quickly, by the way. So if you're debating, don't debate anymore. Get on it now. For more information, contact Krista with Cook Shack at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or email her at C underscore Jones, J-O-N-E-S, C underscore Jones at CookShack.com. Or just visit CookShack.com to find out about all their great cookers and rubs and sauces and all that stuff. Chance to meet Fast Eddie Marin and Dave Bosca and Stuart Powell. Who wouldn't want to hobnob with those guys for three days? I would. Is that possible? Can I get some of that? All right. The Hall of Famer, celebrity, humanitarian, and all-around good guy Ray Lampy for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment coming up out of the break. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. This portion of the show brought to you by, and they are back, Sam's Club for 2015, baby. That's right, Sam's Club back. A national barbecue tour, 31 cities, 500 Gs, and cash to be won. Bragging rights, of course, if you win the whole damn thing. Next stop on the tour this Saturday, April 11th, 2015, in Salt Lake City, Utah. This is a qualifying event, local, that takes the top six teams and feeds them in the Las Vegas Regional Final. That'll take place April 25th. To find out more about Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check out the results or to register your team to compete, visit Sam's, uh, kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. All right, there he is, everybody. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. Ray, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. I'm absolutely fabulous. Ray, always appreciate you uh, making time for the show each and every month. Missed you last month, but we're glad to have you back in with no April Fools about it. Here you are, and it uh, looks like you're still uh, still in HQ right now. I, I am. Yes, I am. There's some new stuff on the shelf, I think, back there. I, I was moving stuff the other day because I had an important Skype interview. Sorry, I'm looking at some weird ad. I'm trying to – oh, there it is. Okay, I got rid of it. So, like, in sport uh, – Nice, uh, nice English I have going today. Important Skype interview. So, were you looking to place product, or were you looking to hide product? No, it's uh, most almost every casting director now does it via Skype. So that's that's what it was. I'm sure it was a uh, TV thing. Oh, it, yeah, I was just trying to make it look like I was a little more organized. Gotcha. So you were doing a little spring cleaning. Well, I just moved the shit to the floor. Yeah. So when you are doing interviews via Skype, I mean, is it? Are, are they looking for personality? Let me ask you this question, and maybe not so much now because you have so much TV under the belt, but when you were you know, doing it back in the olden days, uh, was it a nerve-wracking experience? Were you trying to figure out what you should say and running that fine line of gimmicking it up and being a character of Dr. Barbecue versus the real Dr. Barbecue? Well, for me, it's different. You know, it's easy now because I have so many, I mean, I've, I've lived all this stuff over all these years that I almost always have a story to tell. And you got to, you listen to them, pay attention to what they actually asked instead of just trying to get all your stuff in. And, uh, and then if you happen to have something interesting to talk about that answers the question, that's where you really want to go if you can. And yeah, you got to be big, man. You know, I've put makeup on for these things, not for you, Greg, but for other people, put makeup on, you get different, make sure the lighting's right. You know, it all counts. And, and if they're, you're really close between you and somebody else and you had your lighting a little bit right and they didn't, you never know, man. You know, see that shiny spot right on my head right there? That's not good. Guess what? You don't get the job. <laughs> I have professional lighting all around me that you can't see in a green screen. I'd get the job, right? You'd be in up shit creek, I think. You look like you're wearing makeup. Yeah, I, I put my beard makeup on tonight for sure. Uh, nothing is extravagant as the uh, the Fu Manchu. How long have you had that thing, Ray? Uh, 
I had a I had a goatee in high school. When I graduated high school, <laughs> I had a goatee. Now I've had it over the years. I grew a full beard and I shaved it off in the disco days, and had a, I did have a Fu Manchu for a while. But in general, I've had a a goatee pretty much since I could grow one. Could you imagine a day where Ray Lampy doesn't have that? Would that be way too out of left field for you to shave it off? Or are you not that attached? I don't really care. I mean, you know, it's, as you're a fat guy, it hides a double chin, so it's kind of nice. That's why we all grow <laughs> them. But, um, I, you know, yeah, I'm not that, you know, I mean, look at me. This is, I'm not that good looking. This is just what I look like. But it, it, it has become part of my brand, you know, and, and it, it would be a whole different look if I didn't have it. That's for sure. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show, drbbq.com, his main website, if you want to check out what he's up to. While we are chatting it up here this evening, if you have a question for Ray that you'd like him to answer, well, askdrbbq.com is a place to go for that. And he joins us each and every month on the first Tuesday of the new month. Uh, Ray, so we, we missed you last week, or I'm sorry, last month. And, uh, you know, I wonder things that you're always up to and uh, events that you are being invited to either take part in or judge or, or whatever. So, if I can live vicariously through the world of Dr. Barbecue, what's uh, what's on tap here over the next couple of weeks and months? Oh, it's been kind of slow. It's been winter time, been kind of slow, but it's starting to ramp up right now. And I have some great ones this week. Uh, Thursday, I go to the Clearwater Hilton for the pregame party of the Mike Allstott golf outing. I got invited to play as a celebrity this year. <laughs> and uh, Mike Allstott's a huge deal down here. Yeah. It should be really a cool thing. It's at a nice club. I'm just hoping that whoever gets me actually knows who I am. You know, um, that it's not. I'm not like the last guy picked. They're like, who's that? The last celebrity picked at the event and the lame one that nobody knows. So I'm kind of worried about that. But but I have been practicing my golf. I took some lessons and bought some new clubs, and I'm sort of looking forward to that. Right. But then I have to go right from there Friday night so that I can be in the National Pie judging competition well it's not a competition for judging but i can judge the national pie competition this weekend saturday in orlando i've never done that before i'm talking about a lucky gig what do you think that's going to be like i mean i'm 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 literally amazed so they how let me back up to the mike allstott thing because you know to me that's like you know huge deal. i'm a big nfl guy mike allstott was you know huge down there in in tampa bay for years but just as a fan of football, I'm the the size and the ferocity that they brought to the position, making linebackers and defensive backs pay for every time they tried to run up on him and stop him as he was taking the ball through the line was kind of amazing uh, during his career. How do you get invited to that? Like, what what ends are you working, or people just reaching out ask. to you, or what? I don't know this one. I actually never did ask the guy. There's, he's got a foundation, and there's a guy. Cam that uh, not Cam, but what's the guy's name? Rich, I think, from his foundation, and he contacted me directly, and I and I you know kind of felt it out to make sure he knew what, that he was calling the right guy, and he was <laughs> probably somebody in their organization is a barbecue fan or a Food Network fan and saw me on there. You know, they I mean they got to get bodies. They they need I guess it's a shotgun start, so if it's full, they need thirty six celebrities to play with these people, so. You know, they get, probably get a handful of NFL guys and the local news guys, but then they need to find guys. So it's probably, it's got to be somebody, you know, in my mind, it was all such just a fan, um, but but it's probably not the real answer. Um, he actually, I, he grew up right outside of Chicago. I mean, we knew about all in high school. He was a big deal. So 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you how I got it in this one because I'd do it more often. It, it seems like actually, and you were saying, you know, I hope somebody recognized me or, or I'm not the last pick, but it seems to me in, in the realm of celebrity, that's got to be like the best thing. You're not like the uber big time where everybody's going to be all over your ass, but you get all of the 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 spoils and the victories that all these other guys are going to get, and you don't have to worry about people grabbing your ass and take a picture here and do all this stuff, but you get to do all the other fun stuff, right? I mean, come on, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I, I think about that with Guy a lot because, you know, I – I can go anywhere, do anything, and nobody really cares that much. If people do recognize me, they're nice about it. They say, "Hi." He can't go anywhere. He can't go have dinner, you know. Yeah, and, and that's right. There'll be there'll be some guys there. I mean, probably Derek Brooks will play, who's a huge deal down here, oh, and Mike yeah. himself. And oh, you know, who knows who his friends are? Probably a couple of NFL guys will come in, and that will draw all the attention. You're exactly right, and I get the same goodie bag they do. That's a win for me, uh, Ray Lampy, joining us here on the show. And then you're going to the you're going to judge the National Pie Championship, and I know you're kind of uh, you, you like the the desserts, if you will. So, uh, I mean, is this like, hey, Ray, come and judge? And you're like, oh yeah, where do I sign up? Like right now? Well, actually, I'm diabetic, so I really don't eat a lot Jeez. of desserts. Watch out! <laughs> I'm going to have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, bring there, the insulin you know, pump. Yeah, everything in in moderation. Uh, I'm I'm pretty good day to day, so yeah, this will be a you know I just have to be careful, but uh, but it's it just a cool thing. I met this lady at the World Food Championship. She's the the lady that's in charge of the National Pie Championship, and uh, it's a big deal in Orlando. It's at a hotel. I can't even imagine what these people like when you go into bar at the National Pie Championship. Are they throwing down on Friday night like the pie bakers party in heart? I don't know. Yeah, what are they drink? They're... What are they? They're, they're taking lemon drop shots and like uh, grasshoppers and all that stuff. That's you know, it's got fifty different res- uh, fifty different ingredients in it, stuff like that. I think. Yeah, that's what you would think. Uh, yeah. Drinking a brandy Alexander, maybe. Yeah, uh, they're, they're not doing shots or they're not drinking uh, bullet bourbon neat. I bet. I don't know. I'm going over there on Friday night, I'll, so I will go right to the bar and yes. see who's partying at the National Pie Championship. And then Monday, I get to go to St. Croix. For St. Croix Food and Wine Festival. I just got, uh, well, a mutual friend actually connected me there. They need some chefs, and he thought I'd be a good fit because they do a barbecue thing on the beach, and Sam Choi is going to be there. Sam was on Chop the year at the time I was on there for that, and uh, they just thought it would be a pretty good matchup, me versus Sam. And uh, But so I get to go to St. Croix for a week on, you know, on the house, and I got to do a couple little events, but believe me, the work is not that hard. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show, drbbq.com, his website, if you want to check it out. Uh, have you been to this particular event before in any form or fashion, or is this the first time in? No, I haven't, but I've been to some, like, island-type food and wine festivals, so I know what the vibe is. It'll be it'll be very fun. Is that something um, like they have down in, is it Miami, where they have that big food and, and wine festival that uh, Bobby Flay's at every year and stuff like that? No, that's a that's that's a lot of work. Those guys work hard down there. When they when they sign up to like Metopia and then the Burger Bash and stuff that they have down there, they work hard. They have to feed fifteen hundred portions, and the people come and they pay like like three hundred dollars for those tickets. So they have to really take care of the people. There's really a lot of food service involved. I've got to the one day I got to cook like a chop thing against Sam on the beach. So I don't know what that'll be but it's just a couple hours of fun next day i get to judge the taste of st croix and then the third day i have to cook portions uh 
sampling for 500 people. I got to cook 50 slabs of ribs. But that's really all I have to do all week. So it's really a pretty great gig. And they'll wine us and dine us. It'll be a lot of fun. One of the Duff other is coming too. So Duff is always fun to hang out with. Who's Duff? Duff, the baker guy. Oh, from- yeah, Duff, right. The ace of cakes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he seems to be, well, I, I, I go back and forth. I've, I find myself in a vacillating situation between wanting to hang out with that buddy character and Duff. But Duff seems like he might be a little bit more apt to get loose after a few, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I'd want to punch that buddy guy pretty soon. Yeah, I think really? I'd hang with Duff. I think he puts on for the show. I don't think he's really like that. Because I think his wife uh, would have pulled his throat out already. <laughs> right, somebody would have killed him. Yeah, I think he puts on a little bit. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. One of the other things, Ray, that I wanted to touch on here before we get to some questions, and, and I have a, a Hall of Fame issue that I wanted to touch base with you since you're uh, an expert on that, because you're a Hall of Famer, uh, is you have a, you're working on a new book or a new book soon or however we're going to categorize it tonight, but you've had a number of books uh, in, the, in, in the stable now and completed and successful, and here you are with yet another one coming out. Uh, so when can we expect this one? And, and are there more yet to be penned by uh, now multiple-time author Ray Lampy? Yes, this one's coming wow. soon. Actually, I don't know. It's around here somewhere. Flavorize. Um, I just got my copies today. So that's an indication that they'll start shipping them now to everybody. So that's why I was plugging it today online because Amazon has been pre-selling it. But they'll probably start shipping them within about a week. Uh, Flavorize. I'm really proud of this one. It's a, for one, it's a beautiful book. But it's about it's all uh, rubs, marinades, glazes, injections, and brines. And it's a, a probably a dozen of each. And then each one also then has a recipe. So there's a a lemon chardonnay brine, and then there's a lemon chardonnay brine chicken recipe. But then there's little icons that'll tell you what different meats you could use these brines and rubs and stuff with so that's a really cool book i, I think people are really going to like this and use it a lot but it's man it's beautiful it, it's really a good looking book so i'm all excited about this one this really kind of bucks the trend of the here's x amount here's x amount of hamburger recipes and pork rib recipes and chicken red like the run-of-the-mill stuff that you're seeing pretty much uh from everybody else uh, but to get as you said, the flavorized stuff, the rubs and the injections and the brines and all this, the sauces, uh, this is stuff that can not only be used in the barbecue aspect, but pretty much in, in everyday cooking, whether it be outside or in the kitchen. Yeah, it definitely is all flexible. Um, of the recipes that I offered up, probably half are outside and half are inside, but I would say just about every one is could go either way. You know, it's just a suggestion, a way to get you started. Because I looked, when I was getting ready to write this book, I started looking at books about marinades and stuff. And it's, you know, if it's just a list of, of brines, you don't know what to do with them. It, it, it's, I didn't think it was very constructive. And that's what I kept seeing, a list of 50 marinades. Well, you know, that's not very helpful. What do I, what do, I do with this? If you're the creative type of cook, Fine, you're going to take that marinade and know what to do with it. But most people are not. So let's, you know, do it, do the recipe I gave you first. And then if you say, well, gee, that marinade would be good with my, my rack of lamb, by all means do it. But, but it, you know, it's a great way to, to get people started on it. Yeah. I, I, I was, I try, I really put a lot of thought into, to the structure of the book because I don't want it to just be the obvious way that everybody else thinks you should do it. I, I want it to be usable for people. And, and I, you know, I like to think, especially barbecue guys, they're all, cre- you know, they're all like 
like mixing together three different rubs and three different recipes and all this. So I think that they'll probably enjoy this. Do you ever get feedback directly from the website or uh, I don't know if Amazon has, you know, well, they have reviews and stuff. Do you, do you ever kind of troll the Internet to see what people are saying about recipes or, or books or, or reactions to that stuff? Well, Amazon, they're general gen- usually, and almost everyone is good. Uh, and and so it's, it's yeah, it's not that interesting. I keep an eye on it, you know, because you just want to be interested in it. Um, and I don't and I do get direct emails pretty regularly from people that generally either have a question about a recipe or they really like it. And, and man, I'll tell you, it really makes you feel good because you work for years on this one project and then you send these recipes out there and you don't really know. You know, I know I can tell you how many thousand people bought the book, but I can't tell you how many thousand people made that meatloaf recipe. Maybe zero. Maybe they all made it. I don't know. So it's really cool to hear feedback. And sometimes it's a question like, you know, well, this is a little confusing to me or do you think I could do this instead? But sometimes regularly you'll get stuff like today. Uh, and I posted about the new book and somebody said, I really like that rub number 68. Man, that makes you feel really good because it becomes kind of a business. I don't go looking on forums and stuff about it anymore. I did in the beginning, like my first book, I was obsessive about it. But there also <laughs> wasn't hundreds of barbecue books out there that, you know, it was kind of big news. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. We're talking about the upcoming book, Flavorize, which you can uh, look on Amazon for. Uh, check that out on Amazon.com, uh, Flavorize in the search bar, or Ray Lampy. I'm sure it comes up under that way as well. Before I let you go, Ray, let me ask you something. As a Hall of Famer, uh, newly inducted, about you got a year in almost, um, I have made a, a very public plea to have me nominated. Uh, now, nomination, of course, I know doesn't mean that if I don't get on the nomination part of it, I'm obviously not going to get into the Hall of Fame part of it. And I was, and people listen to the show or they read a post, but they're only reading or hearing what they want to hear. They're not taking the context and the point that I'm trying to make, which is this, and I would love your take on this. My thought is this. If you have a Hall of Fame soliciting nomination seems to be pulling at some sort of fabric of what a Hall of Fame is all about. For instance, uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame or, you know, go on down the lines of Halls of Fame. Don't typically ask for people that you think that should be nominated. There's enough people that have accumulated over time that where the argument lies isn't if Ray should be in the Hall of Fame or if Adam Perry Lang should be in the Hall of Fame or if, uh, you know, Mr. Weber should be in the Hall of Fame. They should all be in the Hall of Fame. Inevitably, the argument comes down to, well, he shouldn't be in now, or he should wait three more years, or this guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's never an argument about who should be in or who should not be in. So I, I'm wondering if you have any issue with the American Royal going out and, and at least soliciting nominations with all of the good people and all of the hundreds of years of barbecue history behind us that we can't fill we, in general terms, can't fill a Hall of Fame, however many nominees it's going to be over the course of a year, get rid of the categories and just induct three or four or five people each year. I have a lot of thought about this. Um, Please. Time is, you you said, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame, they, they don't solicit. No, of course not, because it's hundreds of years old. Have you been there to Cooperstown? Uh, yes, of course. It's, it's clearly well-funded. uh 
This is a, there's a staff of people that work there. Uh, they're doing the research. They're contacting the Hall of Fame. This is so well established. The Barbecue Hall of Fame is brand new. I mean, it's, it's in its infancy at this point. So I, I think that they, a matter of fact, I'd say they should solicit more right now because what we need is good nominations. In the early days of this, uh, when Mike Tucker first was doing it online, yeah. I was on the, the secret list of people that saw the nominations and there were almost none. There were very like, we'd get a handful of them and it would just say, um, so-and-so should be in the hall of fame because they really cook great ribs or, and it was, <laughs> this guy might've been legitimate, but the, the sell job was nothing. People didn't understand that they really needed to give us something to work with, you know, because I may know the guy, I may not, but it wasn't fair for me to use my knowledge for this guy. And I don't have any for this guy. So automatically pick the guy I know about. You need to sell it. So I think people need to nominate more people and put the onus on them to then have to deal with all these nominations. Like you said, there's thousands of people in the country that should be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. They obviously can't all go in right now for many reasons. A couple of the reasons are it would just water it down. It wouldn't be right. Right. Um, it, it needs. I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time, but I didn't want to speak out. No, please. With, and look as though I was wanting to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, now that I'm in, I can say whatever I want. Right. I think it's. I think it's. We need more people in there. Yes, but it's going to take time. We can't rush everybody in. It's. It's too bad that we didn't start this 20 years ago because we we have a lot of people. It's my hope that they will do the three things a year, the three guys a year, for a little while longer, and then expand it. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the categories, but it's a reasonable way to kind of to diversify the people that are getting in. I don't know if that's their intention, but I think it's working uh, because otherwise maybe we would get all competition guys or maybe we'd get all the celebrity people. So I think it's a reasonable way to diversify the early membership. And it's my hope that down the road, maybe there, there we will have a, a day where 10 people come in this year every five years we put in 10 guys just to get caught up because there's so many people that need to be in there but the last thing you got to remember too is funding you know they gave us a little money to travel to kansas city they put on this party for us a couple different parties the trophies are not cheap at all it's not it's not free and there's just not a lot of budget for it yet so to take 10 people i actually asked somebody today about hall of fame rings it was that something that was in the future and when we would get those or or would be an option. I even said I said I think most of the guys understanding how new this is would pay for their own ring if that was an option. But, you know, yeah, we should have rings. Absolutely. We should. Everybody should get a first class ticket to fly to Kansas City. All the Hall of Famers should be put up for the weekend. But there's clearly not the budget for that. You know, we know that right now. And who knows when there will be. So, you know, there's there's limitations. Um you know, it's it's easy to, to say what should happen, but it is a functioning thing that's very new. So why not do this instead? Uh, and let me play devil's advocate. If there isn't great funding for it, and, and I agree as far as rushing everybody in, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you have enough people in the proverbial stable right now where everybody doesn't have to get rushed in. You can have three or four or five a year or, you know, whatever you want to do. You're not going to, you know, in four years, everybody's not going to be inducted all of a sudden. And now you're fresh out of candidates. 
so right. there's plenty of people there. And again, I, I, I do have a, a personal issue with you know categorizing things, especially no offense, Ray, in the uh, celebrity humanitarian part of it, because that's very that's very that's that portion of it is very weird for me in in a lot of different fronts. And uh, and and it's weird because I, I know I know what the deal is on on some of that. And I don't think you or Adam should be party to that. You should be in on a different situation uh, because, you know, you're not, you know, you're not showing up on national television on Channel 3, pulling in billions of people because you have, you know, uh, and I'm talking about Guy, obviously. And no, look, nobody wants a guy more than me. Nobody wants to run down the street with him and get the cast off Poon than me. I want to have beers with him. I think he's a great guy, but there's no way he should be in the Hall of Fame. So I know why he's there, because he's Guy and he's got eyeballs and he's going to bring people. And I have a real problem with that when it comes down to the Hall of Fame, which... No, kinda, really? Yeah, for sure. So and that and so it tracks back to the nomination thing because look, Ray, in in a, in a fifty fifty scenario, I could be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Me? I mean, who wouldn't who wouldn't have a problem with that? Who wouldn't have a problem with that? Well, I mean, I think you are a legitimate candidate. Um, might be a little early in your career to get in, is my opinion, but I think you're a legitimate candidate. For me. I look at guys that do different things and you know how I feel about what you do. You've done this right. You have treated it seriously like a business. This isn't just, we're sitting around drinking beer. You treat this like a real radio show and and it looks that way. It's professionally done. And that's why this is the one I do. You know that. Um, So I think you're a legitimate candidate. I think there are thousands of legitimate candidates. And, And if you look at my speech, it's on my website. I said, you know, I'm why am I here first? I don't know, but I'm happy to be here and don't worry, we're coming to get y'all. So I, I, I now as far as like the guy thing, okay, we we know that. I mean, guy has been influential in barbecue. There's plenty of guys that might have been a better choice. I'm not gonna deny that. I think he knows it too. But if what can he give back? So you talk about me and Adam. Now I don't know what Adam, you know, Adam I uh, I got I can't tell you the story about Adam. I saw him in January. It's a very funny story, but I can't tell you. Um he, Adam, I I am an advocate for the barbecue all thing. So if I do I belong in that category? Who knows what I I like to think I could have fit in any category, frankly. Um but I'm not insulted by that at all because I am an advocate. Am I am I a celebrity? Well, I'm not a celebrity. It's on the Food Network every day. Am I influential? Well, contrary to what the pork barrel list a couple of years ago said, <laughs> I think I am one of the more influential people in barbecue. So me speaking out positively about the Hall of Fame is a good thing. Same with Adam. Adam is people really like Adam. They really care what he has to say. Yeah, he's a really badass cook, too. But Adam is one of them guys that people really are interested in what he has to say. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, technically, again, I, Adam, I, I don't know about business, but Adam clearly could have been in as a pitmaster, you know, no question. Um, and, and frankly, he could he's a pretty creative businessman in his own right. But 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 he these we are influential. And think about it, building this thing from the ground up, you know, yeah, it's easy to, to take shots at, the, at doing that. But. You know what? What? Why not put those people in there? You know what if? Uh, you know what if some uh, high-profile rock star wanted to be in? Oh, Joe Perry. Let's talk about Joe Perry. You know, I don't know if he has a barbecue sauce, but he has yeah. a hot sauce. Yeah. There's guys out there, you know, rock stars that have barbecue sauce. Would it be wrong to put them in? Yeah, technically, maybe it would be kind of not 
right. But is it good for the whole big picture and for the whole industry? I think it is. Um, so I, I'm not against it. I, I The categories to me, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. But I get it, and I do think it's diversifying the field early on. Because if we had a whole bunch of KC barbecue guys, nobody would take this thing serious. If we had a bunch of – if it was all North Carolina guys, nobody would take it serious. If it was just all the pit makers, the guys that build pits, you know, same thing. So it, we need the diversity. Uh, some of them, well, whatever. You, you know, you could question some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame in baseball too. A different argument for a different day. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. DRBBQ.com. Uh, Ray, appreciate your thoughts on that. I ran over, but uh, well worth it because I did want to kind of get your take on the whole thing. Uh, we'll do it again next month, my friend. Sorry, but uh, good to hear you, Greg. Take care. See you, you next time. It. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, for the weekly Ask a Dr. Barbecue segment. I apologize in advance to uh, Matt Barber as we uh, ran long. I'm coming to get you, buddy. I'm coming to get you. Folks, let me talk to you quickly about Butcher Barbecue. That's right, no better or easier way to step up that barbecue and grilling game than with Butcher Barbecue. You head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. You buy the injections. You buy the rubs, the sauces. And for crying out loud, you know, because it's on the front page of the shop, you get the new grilling oils. Bad news for me, folks. I'm out of the butter flavor. It's gone. It's gone. Steakhouse flavor is running a close second to being gonzo, and I got about half a Chipotle left. So I am through three bottles in two weeks because I'm, quite frankly, trying to figure out ways that maybe I can't use it. But the problem is I'm finding that I can use it on everything. And again, the flavor profile isn't over the top. So it's not a situation where if you drop some Chipotle grilling oil or some steakhouse grilling oil on a meat or chicken or vegetables or whatever you're going to use it on that it's going to overpower something else that you might either have on it it's going to work in conjunction with it very well Um, but i love the way that it cooks and it works with the food and it's lending moisture and the way it's kind of melting into the meat i've had it on my grilled salads i've had it on grilled asparagus I'm using it as a base coat for my chicken wings before I put it on, uh, the rub that is. So this is stuff that I am really, really excited about, and I want you to hear my enthusiasm. It's real, and I want you to go to ButcherBBQ.com, and I want you to hook up with exactly the same stuff that I am getting. ButcherBBQ.com, that's ButcherBBQ.com. Hit store, and then find the grilling oils. They're right there in the front. Order plenty. Don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either items totaling up to 55 bucks, ship at $8.55. Sorry, $8.50 between 55 and 200 ship at 9.75 anything over $200. Ships for free and the trade in link as well for injections if you're not happy with what you got. You can trade it in with David as long as it's commercial based, send what you don't like back to Dave, he will ship you back and return some butcher barbecue product at that weight as well don't forget all of his weights are final it's the trade in link at butcherbbq.com i mean what can't you get there anymore quite incredible get the grilling oils try them out trust me you're gonna be happy you did butcherbbq.com that's butcherbbq.com matt barber from hot Chulas right after this stick around we'll be right back
to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Thanks again to Ray Lampy for joining me this past segment. We did run long. I apologize. Uh, joining me now, a man riding a wave of competitive awesome. The likes that maybe we haven't seen for, dare I say, at least a couple years. He is the pitmaster of Hot Wachulas. You can find him at hotwachulas.com. You can find him kicking your ass on the KCBS and FBA competition circuits. And a friend of the show, Matt Barber, joining me. Matt, how are you, buddy? Doing good. How about yourself? Uh, great, man. I appreciate the time and also appreciate you hanging in there as we ran a little long with Dr. Barbecue as we were bantering back and forth about the Barbecue Hall of Fame. With the way you're cooking, Matt, you might uh, be getting in this year as well. Do you have thoughts on uh, the, the Barbecue Hall of Fame, the way it sits, and, and how people are getting in and the categories and stuff like that, or could you care less? Hello? And I I remember, uh, I remember Reagan. Matt? Matt? Can you hear me? Hey, there you are. Uh Uh-oh. Hello? Move around here. Matt, I'm going to call you right back. What's that? Hello, Matt! Hello, Matt! Hello? to call the right number. We'll get him back up here. He's got to say, Florida boy, hometown proud. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Matt. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Lick your finger and stick it out the window. <laughs> no. You there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. All right. I got you now. Yeah, but no, I I, I remember Ray getting nominated last year, but other than that, that's about the only thing I know about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I that's have been it. following it intently, and I have all too many uh, thoughts and opinions uh, laid out about it, but I'm not going to bore you with it tonight, Matt, because uh, quite frankly, uh, you're on a, a streak of uh, seismic and gargantuan proportion. Correct me if I am uh, wrong here, but are you currently at, are you six of seven wins now? Here there was a, uh, I didn't do good. I had a bad cook at the Kissimmee KCBS. Uh, I, I think I came in seventh, seventh there, but I got six grams this year. So I, I'm not complaining. That's six grand since the turn of the year, right? Yeah. Wow. All right. And then so uh, this past grand, because of uh, the the one or two that you had, you know, previous uh, to last year, that that fits into the uh, seven for the uh, the auto seven for the Jack Daniels, correct? Yeah. The uh, the other the seventh, I guess, would have been the Plant City one. So. 
here you are uh, at this past weekend's event. You're in, uh, where were you guys? At the, the 8th Annual Smoke on the Water Barbecue Festival in uh, Thomaston, Georgia. Is that, a, is that a hike for you, or is it fairly close-ish? That's about seven hours away. Oh, geez. So that's a hike. It was a, it was a... Hello? At? I keep trying to move around. Anchor down. Hello? There you go. Okay. Uh, so is is that a is that a higher end of travel for you seven seven hours or so? That's that's on the long end. I mean, especially for a day trip. Uh, you know, I'll be hitting some, some ones a lot further away, but I'm going to try and stop a little bit. You know, not make it all all in one trip. But I ended up getting there about three in the morning, because uh, I ended up having to work till five o'clock. Uh, well, you know that that's our that's our sickness. That's what we do. So you're working you're working work until five o'clock in the afternoon, and then you're getting you're you're loading in at three o'clock in the morning, which would be Saturday, or is this a Thursday and a Friday yeah, type that of thing? Uh, that, yeah, actually, I'll, yeah, that'd be like Friday or yeah, Thursday night or Friday morning, three a.m. Oh my God! So that's uh, and are you just loading in, and or you start to unpack, and you're. You're getting into your whole uh, situation. You just you rest up before you you bother prepping and all that stuff. Was that already done already? Uh, I'll just I'll just pull in and crash. Yeah. And then uh, I still do all my prep at the contest. It's just part of my habit and ritual. Have you ever thought about? I hear a lot of people do. I don't know if they're doing the brisket, but I know everybody is doing chicken. You know, in advance, have you have you ever done that before? Yeah, I've done it before. Um, you know, I mean, and it does contest, but you know, for me, it, it it's just kind of a mellow time. It keeps me from drinking too much. So you're using the ever uh, hated chicken prep to make sure you're not sucking back on too much Grandpa's old cough medicine. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, hey, what am I supposed to be doing? I go, oh shit, I forgot to prep my ribs. You know. Yeah, can't have that. At least that, that way, at least that way, it kind of keep, helps keep keep me focused and you know, out of trouble. So when you look at the field that you are up against, uh, you take Grand Champion uh, Wooly Bully Barbecue Mafia, very close in a, in a reserve fashion, less than uh, less than half a point. Uh, but you have Jack's Old South and Sweet Smoke Q and Ernest Cervantes at Burnt Bean uh, hauls over from Texas and Winks is in the in the mix and Pit Crew and Diva Q's top ten and Blitzkrieg is there and you got Big Mo that rolls down in all the way down. I mean, uh, Big Papa's Country Kitchen, a uh, number of uh, FBA wins and Team of the Year to his credit as well. I mean, this uh, you know at least from from one to twenty, let alone the fact that you pulled damn near sixty teams in uh, one to twenty was a a who's who? Anybody could have won that thing. Yeah, that. I mean, there's there's usually a lot of teams at that contest. They usually have at least you know 60 teams. There's a lot of locals, but uh, you know, there's always 15 to 20 teams that can walk away with it uh, in a year. Are you just riding an incredibly good streak right now? Uh, have you dialed in uh, any profiles or, or changed any profiles over this uh, particular run of awesome? 
<laughs> you know, everybody's asking me what I'm doing that's different. Uh, other than I'm able to roll up 20s really small and stuff them inside my chicken thighs, I'm doing the exact same thing. Wow. So uh, is it, I guess uh, from a from a devil's advocate point of view, because you've been having such very good results, are you waiting for another shoe to drop, or you just figure you've had such sustained very good results that there's no reason that it shouldn't continue all the way until you want to you know, stop for the year? Well, I mean, I'm not taking anything for granted. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, all I can do is, you know, do my best and pray for the rest. You know, it's, uh, you know, I haven't really changed anything other than, you know, just trying to pay a little bit more attention to some of the finer details. You know, if it's, you know, tasting it more before it goes in the box, so I, you know, give myself an opportunity to tweak the, the final seasoning if I need to, or, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's weird. And I don't know, if, I mean, it's, it's obviously that my, my flavor profiles are hitting, um, and I think part of that is just because it's, it's, it's different than what everybody else is using apparently at this time. So, uh, are you I'm using? Gonna, I'm not going to change anything anytime soon. Are you using your own stuff right now, or you get, or do you use, uh, you know, commercial stuff that's available? Uh, it, it's it's all my own stuff, my own rub, oh, uh, my own oh, sauce. Oh, so have you noticed that there's a little bit more traffic around the Mad Barber camp to? You know, especially around the prep time and the seasoning time to see what the hell's going on over there? There's a lot more smack being talked, so. <laughs> but other than that, uh, no, there's not a whole lot of traffic. There's a whole lot of questions around the campfire, though. Well, you are uh, experiencing a, a great run, my friend. Uh, where are you going to be at next? Uh, this weekend, we'll, I'll be in Dothan, Alabama. Uh, and then the weekend after that, I'll be in Venice, and then after that, I think I'm going to be in uh, either Kannapolis or Lexington, I can't remember, North Carolina. So you're going to do that Venice uh, situation. My my parents have been out there a couple times hanging out with uh, Chef Cooked It in the past, but I got to chase my pops down there and, and have him uh, taste some of your food so he can do a, a, a embedded reporter report for me uh, in a couple weeks, if that's right. I'll, I'll hook you guys up. Uh, Matt Barber is the pit master of Hot Wachulas. He is fresh off another grand championship win at the 8th Annual Smoke on the Water Barbecue Festival in Thomaston, Georgia. That uh, He will also be going to the Jack Daniels this year on the strength of uh, seven whims within that allotted time frame. So, Matt, uh, again, congratulations and continued success. I'm sure we'll be talking to you again sooner than later. Hey, man, I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. You got it. There he is. Matt Barber cutting the proverbial hairs off of FBA and KCBS teams alike right now, really having an a, a incredible run and uh, continued success to him. It's always great to see good folks doing good for the barbecue community get theirs. Well-deserved, my friend. Sorry for cutting you short there, but I, I ate up about seven minutes of that segment. I apologize. You'll get it back. Karma. Karma to you, man. Public service announcement to all the barbecue brothers and sisters from your show sponsor, Steve DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. He is a barbecue junkie. Here we go. I told you about it last week. I was going to go get it, and it is back in the house. My grandfather's ring all fixed. 
The shank on the bottom there, that was cracked, believe it or not. That was completely cracked. It's cracked right there. Couldn't wear it anymore. And I'm telling you, I've been through this ring with microscope lens and binoculars trying to figure out where they cut out the old gold and put in the new gold. And I'm telling you, you can't tell a difference. These guys are artists. At the very least, they're artists. But to save a piece of jewelry for me, that means more than anything uh, because it allows me to carry on the memory of my grandfather, my dad's dad, and also honor the person that I saw him as as I was growing up as a young child and obviously through uh, adulthood until he passed away. So, uh, you know, I guess the good and the bad news is that since I only have daughters, the good news is this ring is coming with me to the grave. That's right. Sorry. This does not go to girls. It just goes to men. The bad news, this is going with me to the grave. <laughs> That's all right. It's going to be bad. Go to Steve's website, stephendefranco.com. Peruse the inventory if you have some repair situations like I had with my ring. Give him a call, 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister, and he'll give you the real discounted prices on the stuff that you're looking at, or he'll be able to counsel you in repair or purchases, stuff like that. Again, 440-943-2700, or visit stephendefranco.com. I can't thank him enough for the work that he did on that ring. It's absolutely spectacular. All right, quick out. We'll be back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right. This is going to be a very, very quick out. How quick? We're going to be back in about two seconds. Stick around. Chad Hayden with Miss Miner's Barbecue's 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fifty four wieners. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh, top. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. That's right. Uh, Folks, you found the Barbecue Central show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Well known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast, I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in on the show tonight, this segment, end of uh, the hour... In about 50 minutes, more than happy to have you doing that. 
920-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. You're two ways to get in touch with me. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQCentralShow.com. Ever wanted to sponsor the show or partner with the show or do something promotional with the show? That's where you get a hold of me. You can also email me, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all your pellet-driven cookers, visit cookingpellets.com for more info or to purchase. You can also visit and purchase amazon.com as well. They're a pretty big outfit. Amazon.com. So thanks to the good folks at cookingpellets.com. Uh, still to come tonight on the show, Scott Nelson of Pigskin Barbecue and Jesse uh, Henry of Moving the Chains Barbecue. So... Second hour, all competition. Uh, I did see somebody write, it was a little bit ago, that I was having hot and cold audio. Did anybody else get that? Was anybody else getting high audio levels and then dropping down to the low audio levels? Things that I'm trying out tonight. Just want to know. Thank you for keeping me in the loop. Folks, the 2015 Sam's Club series rolled into Renton, Washington this past weekend. As I mentioned earlier, this is a local qualifier sending top six teams to the regional final that will take place again in Las Vegas, Nevada on September, April 25th. Those teams moving on to the finals are, and in particular order, we'll have them on in about 30 minutes from now, moving the chains barbecue with a 680 and 6 tenths. Reserve Grand Champ, a perennial favorite to win any competition barbecue event. Wine Country Q with Reserve with a 673. Dances with Smoke Barbecue third. Smoky Barbecue Washington or WA, depending on how they actually want it. I'll give you both. That's a fourth place finish. Fifth place, Bad Bones Barbecue and rounding out the top sixth. Uff de Q. Uff de Q? Uff de Q? It's UFF, like uh, Uniform Fox Fox Delta Alpha Quebec. UFFDAQ. Uff de Q or Uff de Q. The points discrepancy between first and sixth, pretty healthy to the tune of 26 points or thereabouts. Uh, even between Grand and Reserve was uh, over seven points. So. Jesse Henry certainly had his way with the field uh, over in Renton, Washington this past weekend. Special shout-out, honorable mention to Diane Mee. At the house, good finish. I mean, didn't get top six this year, but still very respectable finish. So uh, congratulations for getting out there and showing your might and wit. The next Sam's Club event will be going this weekend, April 11th. In no other place than Salt Lake City, Utah, home of wonderful barbecue, known for wonderful barbecue. And uh, you can check them out there at the Salt Lake City, Utah Sam's Club. Good luck to all those competing out there in that neck of the country. And again, thanks to Sam's Club for coming back on with the show. It was a little contentious, a little heated with the back and forth of negotiations, but after we settled on uh, bags and bags of cash, they decided that they were in again, I was in again, and we'll run it through the end of the season like we did last year. So always good to have 
Sam's Club on board with the show, adding some uh, nice legitimacy to this particular show that covers the sport and art of grilling or outdoor live fire cooking. Let's take a quick look at the KCBS Team of the Year standings, top five right now, currently sitting atop. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. Travis Clark and Clark Crew Barbecue Team is currently sitting in the lead. You have Kewen, Stewen, and Bruin in second, Fire Dancer Barbecue third, Checkered Pig fourth, and Jack's Old South currently sitting in the fifth position. So lots of jockeying going on. Week in and week out. Patrick Paquette, this show makes the Sam's Tour legit, not the other way around. Man's game, Patrick, you're right. Now people are going to actually shop at Sam's instead of just making fun of them. Then we'll move over to the Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year standings. Updated as of 3-28-15 or so, the website said he was just on the show. He's sitting atop the leaderboard of the FBA as well. Matt Barber, Hot Wachulas. You knew it. Second place, current K. Oh, oh my God, current FBA reigning champ, Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q. That's right. One and two hasn't changed uh, hardly at all for weeks and weeks. Blitz Creek Barbecue third, Swamp Boys Barbecue fourth, and a former team of the year, Big Papa's Country Kitchen, rounding out the top five. So there you go. KCBS standings, FBA standings. I don't think there's any other standings that I'm really missing or that are published. I see Doug Scheiding is in, uh, or he was in the chat room. Is there, are there uh, team of the year points anywhere in the in the Texas stuff, Doug, that I'm missing that I need to include? Do I need to do that? I want to make sure that I'm not being told that I'm playing favorites. IBCA, Inhognito is number one. All right, way to go. Last place in the FBA, Shamrock Barbecue. Well, at least not, well, at least, whoa. Matt, you've been uh, getting through the beers pretty well, my friend. Watch out. Maybe you meant to say, well, at least I'm not in last place, right? All right, let's see. Doug just sent me a link. All right, top five in the, uh, is this, oh, wow, what a horrific website. Uh, ICAB, IBCA, geez, oh, Pete. Okay, I can't read either. Inhognito, Blazing Barbecue, number three, One Man Pits, number four, Smoking Lone Star, rounding out the top five, Boot Co., or Boot Company, maybe. Congrats. Just outside the top five, there he is, Clarence Joseph, Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue. Look at that. Where's Doug at? Doug, are you out here, Rogue Cookers? Where's Rogue Cookers at? Let's travel down the Ernest Cervantes. It's 38th. Doug, you know your number. Call your number out in the chat room so you don't make me fish for it. I can't, I can't count that high. It's so far down there. Where are you, Doug? Greg, that's my team. Yes and yes. Well down the list. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. There you are. 748,000th out of uh, 748,007. Good for you. Good for you, Doug. 
Doug is my Texas correspondent, by the way. If you Here's what I want to say, by the way. If you cover a particular sanctioning body or maybe it's something that doesn't necessarily have contests under their own rules, but like a NEBS or a Pacific Northwest or you know something along these Iowa Barbecue Society or something like that, and, and you, there's news worthy on a fairly regular basis and you want to be a correspondent, I would like to at least re-explore the potential of carving out a segment on this show, maybe at the 935 or maybe at the, the 1035 segment, where during the course of a weekend, each correspondent, we can call it like around the pit or smoke screen or something catchy that I would have to come up with. And everybody calls in at a designated period of time on a Sunday, let's say, and gives me one minute of breakdowns. And you can just cover, you can give the results of contests around your area, or you can break down what a pitmaster or two pitmasters might be doing, or uh, it doesn't have to do with anything in competition, just around your area with barbecue and grill, something like that. I know we had some people kind of take up for that uh, when I had originally brought it around, but I would like to potentially revive that. So if you have some interest, it uh, looks like Patrick Paquette uh, might have interest. I know Doug is in. Probably need a West Coast correspondent. We need a Northwest correspondent, Southeast correspondent. you got to be able to talk. you got to be able to bring some energy and excitement. you got to be able to craft some words and get them out of your mouth properly. I know. Hurdles. Hurdles for some. Just kidding. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show. Located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices, this is the company that started it. Why are you going to look anywhere else? Stop. You're being ridiculous. You're looking funny, and you're embarrassing your wife and children. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? Well, look, I'm not a scientist, and I don't even play one on the radio. But imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology right today. Now, maybe you are a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands like me. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. I'm there. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs or all that, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. Got like four or five different models to choose from. Hit up their website for full details. But I can tell you that if you are somebody that might want to control multiple cookers at one time, take internal temperatures of multiple meats at one time, CyberQ Wi-Fi is something you're definitely going to want to take a look at. It has all that capability. Now, maybe you're looking for a cruise control for the pit. Party Q is definitely where you're going to want to go. 149 bucks to start. Easiest point of entry for automatic pit temperature control devices for sure. Runs on AA batteries. Goes from one cooker to the next. I affectionately refer to it as the hooker of automatic pit temperature control devices. And you can use one or both on the Onyx oven. That's right. The Onyx oven is a cooker that the Guru makes. Winning on competition circuits as well as in backyards all over the country for years. Fully insulated. Holds a ton of meat. Accommodates half and full pans for food service. And you know it works seamlessly with all of the Guru automatic pit temperature control device. Do yourself a favor. Head on over there right now, thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions for crying out loud, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. 
800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru remains a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Scott Nelson, Pigskin Barbecue, out of the break. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your two bits of contact information. Don't forget, still to come in about uh, 20 minutes from now, Jesse Henry moving the chains barbecue to recap the local Sam's event that he won this past weekend. But uh, joining me now, a longtime friend of the show, seen a lot of success on the competition circuit to include this past weekend's take. It's smoking on, uh, sorry, smoking on Big Creek Barbecue Contest, benefiting Operation Barbecue Relief, the pitmaster of Pigskin Barbecue and friend o' mine, Scott Nelson, joining me here on the show. Scotty, what's up, brother? You're I'm on the Barbecue Central show. Loving life, man. How are you? You've made it. That's right. Hang it up. What's next? Barbecue Hall of Fame? Well, I think you're going to the Barbecue Hall of Fame from what I've been hearing, right? We've got all oh. the positions going out. That's right. you got to be like uh, the next one in. It's the uh, proverbial grassroots movement that have uh, taken hold to at least get me on the See, here's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, nomination only gets you so far. You still got still to get through the wall of actually getting, you know, the nod, but... If you're not at least on the well, nomination sheet, lock. you think I'm a lock? You got to be a lock. I mean, you're from Cleveland, like the football capital of the world, right? Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel you got the yep. Wayne Bow, the worst yep. wide receiver in the NFL on your team now. Yeah, Josh Gordon, we've had him too, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what He's they call? Uh, you know what they call Cleveland Stadium, right? You know what it's affectionately known to uh, known to us no, as? What is that called? The Factory of Sadness. <laughs> it's not a joke, by the way. Every time I go past that thing, I shed a tear because of the misery that has accompanied us since 1999 when the Browns came back. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, Scott Nelson joining us here, the pitmaster of Pigskin Barbecue. Uh, Scott, big weekend this past. Uh, you take grand championship honors at the Smoking on Big Creek Barbecue Contest. Uh, that, of course, benefiting Operation Barbecue Relief. So you had... Uh, just a shade over 70 teams, 71 to be exact. Uh, you've competed in events that are you know, substantially smaller. You've competed in events substantially bigger. Uh, when you see attendance of an event like this, uh, does it kind of get the juices flowing a little bit more, especially seeing you know, some of those other teams that were kind of smattered in there looking to take the crown? Oh, absolutely. It's a great contest put on by you know, a great uh... A great organization, one uh, stacked with great teams. I mean, it was we loved that contest. We cooked it uh, three or four years now, and uh, obviously this is this is finally our year. So it's great to go there. The blood, we were pumped. We were excited to uh, come away with the win, and we were just excited to be out there cooking again. You know, it's like a you get back in the barbecue season. It's like a family reunion. You get to see everybody that you missed all winter, and it's a lot of fun. Is this the first one in for you guys this year? No, no, it's our second one in, but it still feels like the first one. The first one, you're just shaking the rust off, trying to figure out. 
which smoker you're going to put what meat in again, right? So it was, uh, it was good to get things gelled a little bit. We got all the kinks worked out uh, a couple weeks ago down at David Cole's contest, and then it came together good for us last weekend. So you have in the individual uh, chicken or meat categories, uh, obviously we start with chicken, uh, hotly contested between, you know, one and three. Everybody's in the 178, so you have, you know, tens and hundreds of points separating everybody. KCQ wins chicken, but you get a great uh, chicken score at 178, so kind of near perfect-ish. Uh, how did you feel about chicken that day? And uh, i got to imagine it's always good to get that kind of first call to, to feel like you got some momentum running through the rest. Oh, yeah, man. To get a chicken call is always a great start to a contest, especially for us. I think last year we cooked, uh, we cooked 19 contests that counted, or no, 17 that counted, something like that. And I think we cooked maybe 16 different chicken recipes. But uh, a couple weeks ago when we were down at Qualls Contest, there, uh, we ran across the, uh, a sauce guy who gave us some sauce. We tried it out on the second day, got a chicken call. We tried it out again last weekend and got the second-place chicken. So we were uh, more than excited. I thought the chicken was a little underdone, personally. But the judges liked it, and my son, Ben, who's uh, got the, probably the best palate in our family, he loved it. He told me when it was done. He said, this is the best chicken you cooked in a while. So he was right. Uh, so I got to ask, you ran into a sauce guy down at well, Qualls. I, I mean, that could be on. that could be anybody. If we're talking about <laughs> David Qualls, who knows what sauce you're talking about out there? <laughs> That's the point. I mean, I can't give away all my secrets here tonight. It's what? a sauce, and it's sweet with a little bit of heat. Does that give any clue? <laughs> yeah, like that's uh, are, that, that narrows it down. All right, jeez, right. that's every sauce in the in the grocery store as well anymore these days. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, it worked got, well so far, but uh, I'm not saying I'm not guaranteeing we're going to stick with it. Uh, but so far, it's hitting now. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you got Chicken Man Ben telling you your money in the chicken, then you got to know it's a lock <laughs> for sure. So uh, you get the call in chicken, and then uh, your second place again in pork ribs. Uh, another good score, solid score. Uh, so two second places in uh, as many categories. So you got to be, you know, feeling pretty good, or at least starting to feel pretty good about some of the overall aspects. Yeah, I really loved our ribs at our first cook of the year, and and uh, these ribs are great too. You know, we switched this year uh, to Durock Compart ribs. They are the bomb. Uh, so we really have loved them. We practiced them a lot this winter, and they came together really good at the contest at Pleasant Hill. So. I was uh, very pleased to get a call with them. What were you? Scored really deserved to. What were you using before? We were using uh, Sam's Club ribs, three in a pack. That's what we used basically from day one until uh, until we got well the Duroc sponsorship this year. So Duroc is is they're a great freaking product, man. It works out well. You were using More Sam's Marvel, Club, you know, you know like, about Duroc? Have you heard about it? Yeah, I mean they're like the the wagyu of pork, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got a higher pH, so it's got. The more red color, which equals, you know, it's got more hydrogen ions, lesser acidity, just makes a better product, it's juicier, it's more tender, it's good stuff. Are you a doctor or something throwing out terms like that? Yeah, just a little bit. I'm, 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 well, my friends say I'm not a real doctor, because I'm a chiropractor, but I can yeah. line you up. Yeah, that's right. Guess what? I can be a chiropractor. <laughs> not really. Of course not. Um, so you were using Sam's Club uh, baby back ribs? No, no, no. Spares. We were still using spares. And they were coming in packs of three? Yep, packs of three. Oh, my God. Wow. So, I mean, obviously you've noticed a, a substantial difference. Have you uh, – what's the question that I want to ask properly? If you hadn't gotten or secured a, a Compart or a Duroc Compart sponsorship, whatever that means, 
Um, right, right. Would you have gone out and started purchasing these on your own this season? You know what? I, I, I would love to say that I would have, but I really didn't know mm-hmm. about the ribs that well. Really? So I've used I've used the Duroc pork last year, uh, their pork butts, and we loved them. And I never even uh, – we were kind of happy with our ribs. You know, a couple of years ago, we were team of the year in ribs, so we were, we were kind of happy with them. But then last year, they kind of fell off. And so in the meantime – uh, we met Jim, and he kind of uh, decided, you know, he was going to take on some teams. So he's sponsoring, I don't know, a dozen teams or something like that on the KCBS circuit this year. And we were lucky enough to be one of them out there using this product, and uh, and they're uh, they're holding their own, man. They're showing their worth right now. Scott Nelson joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Pigskin Barbecue. We're talking about the win this past weekend. Um, as far as you know, ribs are concerned, Scott, and, and this is, I guess, is a little bit more of a holistic question. You see, or you've seen the trend go to the more expensive Wagyu's. Now I'm seeing the trend go to, you know, the, the Duroc pork that you were talking about. Now the ribs, of course, you've seen, uh, I don't know if there's specialty chicken yet, but, you know, the smart chicken or, you know, this kind of skin or free range with no cages or, you know, whatever. I mean, it seems to be, <laughs> here's the thing, right? I think well, that, free range means they just need to be able to see outside, right? You know, that is not of course, that's right. You can still band their <laughs> neck and legs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but is there is there a dangerous road that nobody might be able to come back from at this point by having no. all of the specialized stuff? Because, look, specialized means cash. Cash means more expense for the weekend, and if you're not winning, you're not getting money back, and everybody wants to win something, and all of a sudden you're you're losing your ass in many different fashions. I totally understand that point, and I, I get it completely. It uh, For us, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into barbecue. We cook all the time at home. I just put a, a kitchen in my third-stall garage with a TV and a smoke room off to the side just so we can practice more efficiently and make it uh, more efficient. So we're willing to spend what it takes to be able to put ourselves in the best situation that we feel like uh, where we want to be to be able to win. Now, I understand that, that everybody can't do that or doesn't want to do that. I still think you can win with any product. It's just about how you cook it and, and uh, the amount of amount of air that you can have and still put out a good product. Uh, so, I mean, if you're willing to put the time and the effort in, I think you can go buy, uh, you know, Sam's Club or Walmart or Hy-Vee stuff and, and do well. I prefer to have the... Uh, the better stuff because you're cooking, you know, we're cooking 20 contests a year. Some teams are out there cooking five a year. And to me, you want, if you're going to go out there, you want to have a good time, number one, and you want to give yourself the best opportunity that you can to win. If so in the, order to win, I'm, we're not one of those teams that can go out there and just cook, you know, throw meat on the grill and, and hope it comes out. For us to do any good, i got to cook 20 times more than everybody else because we, <laughs> we must forget what we do or we just, we just need more practice. Whatever it is, we, uh, we love to put the time in and we love barbecuing, so... Anyway. Do you think that the top teams or, or the teams that are winning that uh, you know might be chasing a, a national championship or you know whatever the case may be that because of the the, the now growing use I won't say widespread use uh, because maybe teams just can't afford it but do you think that the judges' palates become accustomed to tasting that and associating that with winning product or, or winning flavor profiles than some of the other stuff? Yeah, you got a point. I mean, there's definitely a different chew to it than there is to some of the other products out there. So I could see where, you know, that different chew would be associated with, wow, this is this is cooked properly, even though the difference is really just the quality of the meat. I mean, if you're going to go out there and barbecue, why not barbecue with the best quality of meat? And, you know, that's the way I look at it. If I'm going to do it, if I, if I had to cut back to doing only five contests 
and be able to put out what I feel like was the best product. I mean, judges might not agree, but what I feel like is the best product, and that's what I do. But we're in a situation where we're lucky enough that we can cook uh, as many as we can fit in, and it works out. Let me dumb it down for everybody else. Scott Nelson just said, shell out or STFU. That's right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Put your money where your mouth is. All right. Uh, we diverged a little bit here. Uh, you did really well in pork uh, also. Fourth overall, 176 and a half. Um, I mean, hitting three out of the first three categories, I mean, now you really got to be thinking, because the first two were two second overall, now you got a fourth. You really got to be thinking, hey, you know, if brisket doesn't S the bed, we're probably going to be in a position to win this thing. Well, you know how barbecue is. I mean, we've uh, we've cooked many contests and had three high calls and not one. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, especially in in teams like this or when there's teams like this at a contest, there's a lot of good teams there. There's uh, Tippy had two high calls. There was other teams that had two calls. I mean, so nothing was locked in stone, but we felt pretty good about it. We thought we had a good chance, except for until I tell you the brisket story. Well, so that's the thing, right? I, I foreshadow saying S the bed with brisket because if <laughs> as you scroll down, you see pigskin as a 23rd, and you're like, man, what the hell? So what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Well, I as much as we practice, I still don't know what a good burn end is from a bad burn end, so... Anybody that's given lessons on that, I'd be more than willing to, to uh, take them. We we decided going into this week, after last week I thought I cooked the perfect brisket, didn't score well, or two weeks ago I guess it was. But when I put, I put burnt ends in, I thought, well, it had to be the burnt ends because the slices were perfect. So we mixed up the injection, and we got a, quite a bit of spice in our injection. And uh, when I was injecting, I had a few cocktails before I started to do it. <laughs> and I put the needle a little too low, and I sucked up quite a bit of spices. Well, we went to slice. The brisket was cooked perfectly, but we went to slice the brisket, Sliced it up, and we tasted it. We usually taste the front end and the back end. Tasted the front end, it was good. Tasted the back end, it was like uh, you just took a bite of lava. It was fucking <laughs> hot. <laughs> so, we, we all, and luckily, me, we also decided that it was a good time to try and trim our brisket to uh, box size so we could get the smokering on both ends of the brisket. So, we trimmed it to box size, but when I was trimming it, I made a mistake, and it was only the second time I've done it, I kind of cut it short, so we only had about 10 slices that we could get out of the brisket total. And we, we didn't turn in any burnt ends, so we're trying to turn in about nine slices. So we ended up having to put some hot slices in the back. And you could tell which judges got the, the slices that uh, needed to drink <laughs> about a bottle of water afterwards. All right, so you had a, you, you had a little bit of a burning brisket that uh, dropped you down a little bit. So let me ask you, uh, I mean, you, you'd mentioned it a couple minutes before, you've had three high calls before and, and not one. So do you because you don't get the brisket and because of – the way the flavor was hitting you guys, did you think it was, was worse than it actually was? I thought it was still good. You know, I've had a lot of teams that I consider to be really good teams, briskets, and to me they taste a lot like roast beef. I mean, I think roast beef or just beefy flavor brisket is scoring, but we're not, I don't know, we're, we're, just, we're stuck in, in not doing the same thing all the time. We like to try new things. We like to get new tools. We like to experiment with flavors consistently. So we're trying to add some extra element of, of depth and flavor into our brisket. So I, I knew it was hot. I knew it was going to be a little different than what they were used to, but I was hoping that it wouldn't annihilate us. I was hoping they would go, oh, that's good. I was hoping we had all judges that loved heat. But it was a little too much heat in hindsight. Next time i got to make sure I keep the needle up a little bit. There you go. Uh, pigskin <laughs> wins overall grand champ. So when they call your name, uh, I mean, you know, second contest, end of the year, i uh, got to feel, you know, good to, A, to, to win in the second one uh, out of the shoot, but then to kind of come over the top of 71 teams has got to be a, a whole unique victory in itself. 
Yeah, it was fantastic. You know, there's, there's uh, no feeling like winning. Everybody's out there to win and, and put the best fight up they can. And when it's your turn to get that victory, it's just great. You know, you want to dance around, do cartwheels, do backflips if I wasn't so fat and out of shape. Whatever it takes to uh, get that energy expressed. You know, it was great. We had a good time. How many events do you and the family have planned this year in 2015 so far? Uh, we got our schedule written down for a little while. I think we're going to try and get close to 20 again. It's hard. we got five kids. You know, my oldest is 16, my youngest is seven. So we got a lot of activities going on. So we're going to take a trip out west uh, for a couple contests. And we're basically, other than that, we're going to stick around close to home. We're going to try and get close to 17 to 20 in again this year. You guys still uh, elite team this year? We are, yep. What do you He's a good friend of mine. You know, he's, he's a big help in what we do, too. I love his rugs. He's, uh, we're talking to him pretty consistently. He's the guy that I can bounce stuff off of when we're using stupid stuff like, hey, let's wrap our pork with chocolate and see if that works. <laughs> we tried that. That doesn't work out. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, man. We, I told you we like to use weird stuff. We, we, I thought, you know, chocolate sounds good. We've, we've wrapped our pork with chocolate sauce. Now, this is a practice cook, not a contest. Oh, okay. I and was like, dude. We tried I mean, wrapping our brisket with truffle. Neither one of those turned out too well. Yeah, well. I, I, I thought you did it in a contest. I was be like, look, you don't need to bother anybody that knows what they're doing. You can just call me, and I can tell you that was damn, that was ridiculous. That's all right. You got to try it, right? Yeah, you got to try it. You know, we're always looking for that, that edge. There's some way to get that, uh, that flavor that that's just pops in your mouth, and, and people are like, that was the best. Do you keep up with any of the other uh, sanctioning bodies? And specifically, I'm talking about one. Uh, hot Wachulas, uh, the pitmaster Matt Barber, who's you know having uh, quite a hot run here over the last six seven contests, and he's winning in both uh, the Florida Barbecue Association, and he's also uh, having his hand in KCBS a little bit too. Outstanding! No, I, actually, we, like I said, we have five kids, so we're pretty busy. We try and uh, and focus on what we can, but I haven't seen I haven't seen him. No, but that's that's exciting. That's cool. Would you like to cook up against him like immediately and be like, hey, let's throw down? I would absolutely be all for that. Let's yeah. do it. The sooner the better. Barbecue Central Throwdown! First annual. Let's do it. Pigskin versus Hot Wachulas. We're going to meet at the at the Factory of Sadness so we can finally get some type of <laughs> happiness into this thing. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah, we have to look Let's into that, it. right? I mean, we could make up our own rules. It wouldn't be sanctioned by anybody. I could take payouts and make all the money. It would be great. It would be love it. I think it sounds great, man. I think we both have to incorporate chocolate in a barbecue somehow. Yeah, that's right. It'll be like a chops contest and, you know, all this other barbecue <laughs> crap. Uh, where are you going to be at next? Uh, well, next we're going to be in St. Joe, Missouri as Pigskin, but our next contest coming up is Memphis and May. We put a team together for Memphis and May. This is the third year oh, in a row. Right. We're going to go down there and try and uh, throw our hat or our bung in the barrel or whatever the hell you call it. We're going to try and win. We're still talking about barbecue, right? Hey, um, are, are you going to do uh, a shoulder or ribs, or are you going to go broke and, and go whole hog? No, oh, man, we're doing, we're doing shoulder. We did, we did yeah. ribs the first year. Uh, we did shoulder last year. We were real close. We, we got three tens from the onside judges, and uh, we turned in with, with Chris Lilly, who obviously is a great pit master. He beat us head-to-head on the blind table, so we didn't make finals. But this year, we're gonna, uh, we stepped up our game a little bit. We got... Five good teams here from Iowa that are all gonna, they're all put together. You know, the cook Memphis and May is crazy expensive. It's silly. Yeah. But so that's why we got to put five teams in to do it. We're going to go down there. We're going to do whole shoulder. See how it comes together. Who, who's, in, who's making up this uh, star-studded team? We got Tippy Canoe, Big T's, A Boy and His Barbecue, Swine Assassins, and Lucky Chew. And they're all going to be in my garage 
Jeez, this weekend, oh my God. doing practice cook. One more practice yeah. cook, by the way. Practice? You mean practice vomiting from all the drinking that's going to be going on? I know you people. <laughs> I've seen you people before. Oh, my God. It's going to be a who's who of uh, crazy drunken buffoonery. Um, <laughs> it's going to be great, we actually. We party like those Missouri guys, man. We were hanging out with them last weekend. Those guys can drink us under the table. Well, I'm getting old now, Greg. Uh, believe me, I hear you. The next, uh, it's it's really bad when you're thinking, "Man, I'm going to get lit up tonight," and then the next thought is, "Boy, I'm going to feel really bad tomorrow. Maybe I just won't." <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's that's, that's a whole different line of demarcation that we fit. Uh, Scott Nelson is the pitmaster of uh, Pigskin Barbecue, and they are fresh grand champs at the Smoking on Big Creek Barbecue contest. Of course, that benefits Operation Scott. Always appreciate the time, and uh, great to catch up with you. Continued success. Thanks, Greg. Have a great one, man. All right, there he is. Scott Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. Scooby Doo, what is he talking about? <laughs> oh, that Gavin. He, uh, him, and his wife and kids like took me in when uh, who the hell was it? Kingsford had the very first Kingsford barbecue challenge, and they like took me into their camper and. Sounds like the story's going to go left to center, but they were very hospitable and poured me adult libations, and we had a lot of fun together. So, Scott Nelson, a great guy. If you get to see him out on the circuit, say hi. Friendly. Still mess with him when he's prepping stuff. He might cut off a finger. Folks, if you didn't know, and as we just mentioned, it was Scott Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue and is the number one dealer for Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grill smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, and even a drum kit to get you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. From flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012-13 American Royal, 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and last year's King of the Smoker. Don't forget, BPS has the unique ability to not be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known that they have been picked up nationwide by a restaurant chain called BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse. Four of the nine rubs featured on the permanent menu. And amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's has also banded together with fellow California-based rub maker called Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile the competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats such as Snake River Farms shipped right to your door from the American Kobe beef, the caribou to pork, the Duroc, the Double R Ranch meats... Big Papa's Meat Locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the best of barbecue flavors on the market, the new stuff like Swamp Boy Sauce, the Fine Swine Sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce. These are the new kids on the block. Pick them up at BPS as well. They've also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, which Scotty is a member of, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S., don't forget, they've been able to do all of this within only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue product, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning. 
for Big Papa Smokers. That's BigPapaSmokers.com, BigPapaSmokers.com. Jesse Henry, out of the break. Stick around. We will be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. Thanks again to Scott Nelson for joining me this past segment, pitmaster of Pigskin Barbecue. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for medium-sized, yeah, I got you covered. Something to to tailgate with. Yeah, they got that too. They can also supply you with the pellets that you need to run those cookers. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You could love yours, too, if you would just go to GreenMountainGrills.com and get one or check them out through the dealer network, whatever you like. Uh, Helping me close the show tonight, uh, just took Grand Champion at the Renton, Washington Sam's Club local qualifier. So they will move on to the regional round in Las Vegas. He is the pitmaster of Moving the Chains barbecue team, and he is a first-timer here on this show. Welcome Jesse Henry to the Barbecue Central Show. Jesse, how are you, buddy? Pretty good, Greg. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, my friend. My pleasure, and appreciate you making time as well. Uh, Jesse, before we get into the look back on this past weekend and the takeover at the Sam's Club Local, maybe a little background about yourself and how you kind of got into this whole competition barbecue scene. Well, uh, we're from Beaverton, Oregon, um, obviously uh, just south of uh, Washington there, just across the river. And uh, we... uh, we got into barbecue through tailgating, cooking in the backyard, uh, going to football games, hence our name, Moving the Chains Barbecue. It's a football term. And uh, we just we just cooked in the backyard, and there was a local contest on the road, and uh, we uh, we entered it one year, and um, I cooked on some uh, ugly drum smokers that I made, and uh, we took a third-place brisket there, and so we were hooked ever since, and uh, that was about uh, four years ago. Did uh, Bruce Bjorkman, Mr. Barbecue, have anything to do with you getting into barbecue? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, he's become a very good friend of mine, and uh, he's great, and he has a great show himself. Yeah, he is, uh, I, I, I say that kind of off the cuff, but, I mean, typically, and it's grown, believe me, when I started doing the show, you know, eight years ago, there was barely a whistle of competition barbecue up there in the Pacific Northwest, and he was the only thing that I had to associate with anything uh, barbecue or grilling out there, and he's been on the show a couple uh, couple times, he's a great personality, and as you said, has a great show on real radio that I do not have, by the way. Um, so, uh, you know, what do you what are you able to, to kind of glean and, and take from, from his wisdom? I mean, he's seen a lot of time on the manufacturer side uh, was with Traeger forever and uh, now with uh, the mackerel stuff what are you able to kind of take from him to, to help you better up the barbecue um, well just just uh, getting to know people networking um, you know just listening to a show his passion for barbecue is one thing um, 
I don't I don't think if you if anybody's met Bruce, but uh, he's got great passion and great love for the for the sport of barbecue and and just uh, barbecue in general. So you you it's infectious. You kind of catch that from him. Jesse Henry joining me here on the sh- uh, on the show, pitmaster of Moving the Chains Barbecue, and uh, they just won the Sam's Club local this past weekend out in Renton, Washington. So if we can kind of take a look back at the weekend, Jesse, as you start to load in and you're kind of getting the game plan ready and, and run your uh, procedure or, or run the program, as they say, out there on the competition circuit, uh, anything come up over the weekend that you had to contend with that maybe you didn't plan for? Well, I- it, it was an interesting weekend. weekend. Um, Renton usually has uh, perennial bad weather for this competition, and it it, it was uh, all all as advertised on on uh, Friday for the load in. It was raining sideways, winds off the lake, and uh, we had just come off the Reno event that we had done the week before, and pretty much got our tail kicked um, as far as our, our cook. Um, so we were pretty pretty amped up to cook this event and. Uh, really looking for some redemption in our cook and, and uh, just loaded in. We were one of the last ones to load in because um, we were at the furthest, one of the furthest teams to drive. And so we loaded in, um, kind of got everything set up, let the weather pass, and then just started prepping, and, and everything went like clockwork after that. When you have an experience like you did the, the weekend before in uh, Reno, uh, do you – Talk about any changes to make, or because you're kind of going up in the, you know, in in the backyard, if you will, that you know the flavor profiles are going to hit up there. Well, we made some changes. I mean, I mean, Reno was was an event. No, they'd never had a KCBS event there, so no one really even coming to that event no knew what the flavor profile would be. Um, so we just kind of, you know, did what we normally did, um, and. We thought we hit pretty good marks, but it didn't hit very well in the judges. So we had a nine and a half hour drive back uh, to Portland from Reno. So we had a lot of time to reflect on the cook. Um, there are a couple uh, issues that we we felt we uh, and when I mean we, it's me and my wife. So we're, we're the two people on the team, and it, we're in an RV. So we had all this time to talk about the cook. We reflected on, you know, hey, let's make these subtle changes. We made a couple flavor changes uh, going into Renton. Um, to be more middle of the road, I think we kind of were a little bit on the edge of being almost too vinegary or a little bit more on the tang side of things. So we brought stuff back more towards the middle. And, uh, you know, the cook came off the pit awesome. All the meats were spot on, and uh, we won all four of our tables. So we were pretty happy with the results and the changes we made. As you look through the individual uh, categories, uh, you know overall you win with a with a six eighty and uh, you know a little bit more than a half. And the nearest was Wine Country Q, you know roughly seven points, maybe six and a half points behind you. So as we you know as you look at you know points discrepancy between first and second, I mean this is a pretty sizable win when it boils down to competition barbecue. We've seen them extrapolate out to hundreds and hundreds of a thousands of points, but this was a very convincing win. On the team's part for you guys, uh, you win the chicken category. Uh, you do very well in pork ribs with a fifth overall. Um, and then uh, you also, where are you at in uh, pork? Third place pork and uh, fourth. So, I mean, you're, you're really no less than, uh, than fourth place uh, overall uh, in all these meat categories. So from a consistency standpoint, I mean, you had to be very happy with all the finishes and the meats and, and kind of how those measured up with the judges. It, like I said, yeah, it was great. I mean, like I said, everything came off the smoker just perfect. I mean, uh, all the textures were there. Um, I thought our flavors were great. And now it's just a matter of hitting the right tables 
and uh, getting a little bit of luck. So, um, you know, I, I felt we did the best we could, put in a great product, and, and the results showed. And like I said, we won each table, we won. So we're pretty pretty happy, and, um, you know, and even our – you know, our fourth and fifth are only like a point or two from being first. So we were pretty excited with the, with the end result. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good cooks up here in the Northwest that no one hears about. And, uh, you know, it's a strong field. It's almost like a Daytona um, atmosphere up here because it's the first cook of the season up here for a lot of the cooks. And uh, you have the best of the best in the Northwest trying to get down to Vegas. So uh, everyone was super excited to cook, and uh, we're really happy with Jesse Henry joining me here on the show, recapping the win this past weekend at Sam's Club Local. Uh, they will be moving down to the Las Vegas Regional. It'll take place in a couple weeks' time here towards the end of the month. Um, do, do you like the fact, Jesse, that you know some of these local events uh, take place early in the year and then they string out the regional event till you know end of summer, early part of fall, and you don't have to, to worry about that? Obviously, the, the finals is a little bit different if you get top ten and get to move on. But uh, do you like the fact that they're almost uh, kind of a, a back-to-back scenario? Uh, I love it. I mean, th- this way you know um, what your plan is for the fall um, as far as if you, you go on. Um, it, it takes a lot of the weight out of it. You, you know, you're, you're in a rhythm now. Just get it over with. Just cook right away. Um, that way you can start making your plans. We have such a long journey uh, from here to either to the Royal or to Bentonville or even the Jack that it takes a lot of planning and takes three or four months of gathering some uh, – logistics just to get stuff that way so uh we're pretty happy um that it's this way and a couple years ago we did cook um renton and then the next week was vegas that was a little tough so i'm glad to have a couple weeks will you do anything or is there anything local up there that you'll just try and jump in to 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 try some stuff or to to make sure that you know everything is is on point for the regional in las vegas uh, no, I, I might fire up a, um, a practice cook here and there, but there's no contest right now um, between now and then within uh, reason for us to go to. So uh, we'll just, we only have two weeks, so I do have a day job, so I, it's nice to get back to work and, and do that. And, and then we'll, we'll be ready to go for, for Vegas. I, I, we've, we've been there. This is our third year in a row going to Vegas, so we're, we're excited to cook there and uh, – throw down with the best in the West and uh, hopefully move on like we did three years, two years ago. What kind of a drive is it to go from Beaverton, Oregon to Bentonville, Arkansas? I mean, it's got to be like a 10 week journey, right? It is. It's, 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 it's four, four and a half days. So it's, uh, and you're going through the worst roads in America. So it, uh, it's, it's quite the experience. Um, uh, the last time I did it, uh, I did stop and pick up a new smoker at Yoder Smokers, so uh, that was quite the experience, and it was fun to go down and cook uh, Bentonville. I mean, it's, it's such an experience. I love the Sam's Club series. They put so much money into barbecue. Um, they, they really, uh, there's no BS to their cooks. You show up, you set up, you cook, and you, you get some cash. Is that, is that your primary cooker? Do you cook on a Yoder's, or do you have uh, other pits as well? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I started out with uh, trash cans, and I had a cook shack for... A couple of years that I kind of just use for catering now, and then um, I have a, a Yoder a trailer pit with a YS1500 and a Frontiersman uh, stick burner on it. So it's uh, it's quite the sight going down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I bet uh, Jesse Henry joining me here on the show. Uh, Jesse, aside from going to Vegas in a couple of weeks, and then hopefully 
on to Bentonville uh, later in the year. How many other events do you have planned to cook this season? Uh, we'll try and do 10 to 12 um, events. That's a lot for us because we have such a large travel area. Um, it's not uncommon for us to hit events 6 to 10 hours away. Um, so it's it, you have to plan a little bit of travel with that. So um, there's not a lot of local event so you have to kind of cook out of the area and and hopefully we'll get uh we've already qualified for the royal so we'll go there um this year and then uh hopefully we'll get back to the jack what kind of growth have you seen personally in your particular area of the country as it relates to competition barbecue has it continued to grow with the amount of contests i mean i know you just said that you're you know you're in a position where you're going to have to put in some miles to get to these, but are these events that you haven't seen over the course of the years, or have you remained fairly consistent? Uh, well, it, it, I think competitions up in this area, they come and go. Um, there is an organization called the Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association. Um, they run a lot of events. Um, we, we cook a lot more KCBS than we do PNWBA, so we, that's why we travel a little bit further, because um, there's just better, there's a little bit better money there with the KCBS, and uh, um, and the PNB is great, and they have great. So we we'll hit a few of those events as well. Um, I would say there's it, it comes and goes. There, there's some new events this year, but they've lost some big events. So um, um, I say it's about mm, static. Uh, we're starting to get some more teams, which is great. Uh, I love having new teams, and we do what we can to help them out. Um, so we're seeing a few new teams. It's it's growing, but slowly. Jesse Henry is the pitmaster of Moving the Chains Barbecue. They won this past weekend at the Renton Washington Sam's Club local, and they will be down in Vegas competing for one of the top ten spots to move on to that Bentonville final. Jesse, appreciate the time tonight, the interview, the candor, and continued success, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. There he is, Jesse Henry. Moving the chains in barbecue. Yeah. Look at that first timer bringing it right to the show. No doubt about it. Getting out on time, not... Again, what you know? What are my criteria for great guests? You know, succinct, giving good answers to my well thought out questions, but not falling in love with one's self. Sometimes leaving a little bit to the imagination is a little better than just letting it all hang out like they do in Walmart for crying out loud. Oh, oh, Walmart! How you want to burn my eyes out? That was Jesse Henry. Let's try and play a little clock catch-up as I talk to you quickly about Dan Arnold and my good friends over at Sucklebusters. That's right, Sucklebusters award-winning barbecue rubs, barbecue sauces, chili kits, and Texas gunpowder, preferred by competition barbecue cooks, Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first place at the American Royal, the World Series of Barbecue. New product, Sucklebusters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Based on Sucklebusters award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce, this is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chick. It's super sweet, not spicy. It's super red. And they use a special American paprika for the bright red color. Brush it on five to ten minutes before you take it off the cooker. 
leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat and an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken, as they say, to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores or online at sucklebusters.com. Don't believe it? Don't believe it? Oh. Why don't you try and win yourself some for free right now? First one in with an email in the subject line. Put moving the chains barbecue. Moving the chains barbecue. And you can win some free honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce from the good folks over at Sucklebusters. Some additional contact information, sales at sucklebusters.com. You can visit their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, and their forum, the TexasBBQForum.com. In the subject line, put Moving the Chains Barbecue. Let's see if we can get a winner right now. You email, oh, sorry, the email is greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You see it right there in the lower third. Greg at thebbqcentralshow, and in the subject line, Moving the Chains BBQ, and you can win a new free, as you all know, rule free of the show. If it's free, it's me. Sucklebusters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Okay, we'll get a winner on the other side of the break. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new sound band, Let's go. All right, welcome back. You want to jump in? 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ. Your uh, two ways to get in touch with me, should you see fit. Still have the bottle of the Suckle Busters uh, Honey Glaze and Finishing Sauce if you want to jump in on that. Very easy to win. You send me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, and uh, in the subject line put Moving the Chains BBQ. That's Moving the Chains BBQ. Meathead, I know, Angela, uh, Colt Ford was in... Thomaston. I saw pictures of uh, Big Mo Kason hanging out with the Colt Ford and Diva Q hanging out with the Colt Ford. So it seemed like, was he like staged off somewhere where everybody could go get a picture with him? I asked him to come on the show once and then uh, I got denied. I've had the Moonshine Bandits on my show, for crying out loud. Colt Ford's going to tell me no. Colt Ford? Come on, man. Smoking Smoke BBQ. Winner! It's my fault, Smoking Smoke BBQ. Send me a additional email uh, with, with your shipping information. Sorry about that, everybody. Get that big stuff out of here. Meant to mention that. I forgot. My bad. 
I hate when people say that. My bad. What does that mean? I forgot to mention it. And that's all I'm saying. Hey, all the way back in the first hour, we caught up again with the good doctor of barbecue, Ray Lampy. We talked implicitly about the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Amongst other things, he's going to be hanging out with Mike Allstott this weekend. He's going to be judging a pie-eating contest this weekend. He's writing a new book. He's going to be down in St. Croix next week. Watch out. He's busy, everybody. Then we talked with Matt Barber from Hot Wachulas. He's going to the Jack Daniels on the strengths of uh, seven wins within the allotted time frame, winning, did we say it was six? Six of the last seven? Matt, I forget. Your phone was uh, acting unsavory. And then the second hour, Scott Nelson, Pigskin Barbecue, and Jesse Henry moving the chains. You have the raw cast iron re-season it each and every time. As it starts to cool down, I hit mine with a grill brush, and then I spray in a little Pam. You could use some Crisco if you want, let it burn back in as it cools down. Generations of rust-free service. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Good night now. Good night now.